Yeah, but Sandra, welcome to Listy Humans Podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. welcome, welcome. You finally made it to Sunny Essex. I'm always working everyone yeah. to Sunny Essex as if like it's a different country or something exotic. But yeah, it's just part of it's all right. outskirts of London. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here anyway. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for making the journey down. But before we start, can you tell us a bit about like Sisanda? Am I pronouncing the name right? Yes, perfect. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I was scared there because I'm usually not great at pronouncing people's names. I'm always nah, butchering it for some you reason. You didn't butcher it, thank God. Oh, that's good, that's good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a life coach mm, and transformational amazing. speaker. Mm. I specialize in confidence, relationship and yeah. overall personal coaching oh, for girls and women. Yeah. My mission is to help women unleash the unbreakable women mm-hmm. in them, to empower them, support them, to refine themselves, create yeah. new beginnings, and live in the truth of who God has called them to be. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That, so is, is there a history behind it, though? Why women in particular and why yeah. empowerment? Because like, usually when people set out on a mission, there's usually something behind the mission. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a woman, mm. so I, I can relate to yeah. every female struggle inside and out. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I can add more to the conversation. Most I can't definitely. tell a man how to be a man because I'm not a man. It's fantastic you actually said that. <laughs> it's actually really good you said that because I've got an issue with people telling, especially people of different genders, telling each other how to be who they are. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's good. It's good to identify what, when someone does something wrong. I think there's a difference between that. But then telling someone how to behave within their gender-specific group is very, very tricky area. Yeah. 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 And I'm actually learning that women have to become a bit more like men and men mm-hmm. have to become a bit more like women. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to meet in the middle. In what sense though? Like, okay, I feel like women yeah. tend to be more emotionally intelligent than men. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I feel like men could be more like women. Oh, okay. But then men tend to be mm-hmm. more, like they don't allow their emotions to get into the, yeah exactly yeah. more logical <laughs> yeah. and then we allow as women we allow mm. emotions to like they run our lives basically yeah so we could be a bit more logical okay does that make sense yeah you know it makes a lot of sense yeah. but th- does that work like how how how, how would that work how, how would that look like okay i think the best example i can mm. give is probably relationships mm-hmm. um i think with us girls, mm. we, we catch feelings real quick. Yeah. We haven't even had time to really look at, investigate yeah. him, actually see what he's about, set our yeah. standards exactly. And then once you catch feelings, that's it. doesn't mm. matter if he's trash, if mm. he has a wife, if he has kids. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've got feelings. I love him now. Yeah. I can't leave him. And that's allowing, that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Full stop. Done. Mm. And you're going to fight for something that's not mm. even worth fighting. Most definitely. Whereas yeah. men, they kind of analyze you. They don't allow. They're like, okay, mm. you're pretty. Mm. But let me see what you're about first. Let me be logical about this. Let yeah. me not get my emotions, my yeah. lust, I suppose, to like get ahead of me yeah. in a sense. No, that's that's fantastic. I, I completely get that. Um, you, so you're you're a YouTuber as well, by the way. Yeah. Yes. How, how long have you been doing that for now? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it on off for like since 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now I'm kind of more clearer on what message I want mm. to spread. Now I'm just trying to figure out how to spread that message yeah. um, in every single video. So, mm. yeah. you got some great content on there as well because I've been on your page even yeah. prior to you coming here today. I was just like scouring the page and trying to get a glimpse of who you are as an individual. And yeah. uh, I can see you're doing variations of things like, i.e. motivational and encouragement side of things. 
but you're also very business minded as well. I realized that you recently set up a business, which yeah. is fantastic. Tell me about Thank it you. if you don't mind. Yeah, so my business is called Refined Eight. This is yeah. where the life coaching That's a comes in. Name, by the name. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me tell you how that came about. Yeah, yeah. So refining <laughs> is the process of removing unwanted elements. Mm-hmm. So I want to empower women to remove their unwanted elements, oh, low okay. self esteem, insecurities. Mm-hmm. Then refining brings about new beginnings. Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, the number eight represents new beginnings. New beginnings yeah. So refined eight. That's how it came about. That's such a sick meaning. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's why the mission is to empower mm. women to refine themselves, create new beginnings, and live in the, in the truth of who God has called them to be. Because I realized that I wasn't living in the truth of who God had called me to be. Mm. I was functioning from a lot of pain and brokenness and trauma, mm. and that's not how God created created me to live on this earth like. Yeah. And I realized that I'm not the only one. So many other girls mm. are not living the truth of who God has called them to be. And mm. living in the truth of who God says you are, like that's that's it. Like yeah. you're winning in life yeah, most when you can do that. Yeah. So yeah. And then so I offer a two hour self-discovery session mm. where we just talk about things like identity, purpose, mm. do you know who you are, why you're on this earth? Mm. And we just touch base on everything that makes you you spiritual, mm. psychological, emotional, we cover all the bases. Mm. And it's just for self-awareness if you just want to dig deeper find out a little bit more about yourself but you're not ready to really commit to a journey or transformation yeah but if you're ready to commit i have a 12 hour not a 12 hour sorry i have a 12 week uh transformation program oh, that can be is that like a group program you're running or is it for individual yeah one to one i don't think i could do it as a group one just because every yeah. person is so different yeah that's so true. it's more kind of yeah. tailored to where you're at and where you're trying to be mm. so yeah and then there's actually a charity side to it refined date foundation yeah i wanted to touch base on that one that's yes. really fantastic so um it's in relations to paying for kids school fees isn't it yes like, back yeah. in uganda yeah, yeah, in Zimbabwe. I was in Zimbabwe as well. Yeah. yeah, so my auntie is a teacher in Zimbabwe mm. and when I was there over the Christmas, she was like, a lot of my kids are missing school mm. because their parents can't afford to pay school fees. Yeah. Uh, she asked me if I could contribute and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. wait till I get my finances right, you know, I'll <laughs> yeah. chip in, you know, yeah. when I can. But then when I came back to England, I realized how privileged I was. I thought, mm. nah, I can't just wait to be financially ready. Yeah. And the kind of, is no such thing, to be honest. You, like... You can always bless someone where you're at in life. You Most don't have definitely. to wait to like, be a particular level of rich. Mm. So, yeah, so I set up the charity and we've actually paid school fees for 10 children so far. Oh, wow, and school. Yeah. Yeah, well, just you covered the like the annual school fees or is it like... We're paying it term per term. Oh, okay, yeah, per term, just in yeah. case one of them decides to leave that school and move oh, to another school. So yeah. it's better to be term to term. Yeah. How, how much is it per child per term? Five pounds. Oh, okay. And my... I, Five pounds, wow, McDonald's meal. Yeah, it's crazy. And to think, there's people that can't even afford it. I'll definitely it. sponsor a term or two then. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. No, I Appreciate mean, if, you. if you've got the link to that as well, I'm gonna put that out there. We'll yes. most definitely promote yeah. that. That's, that's actually brilliant. Because I remember, I mean, growing up at home and stuff. Well, not at home is in Ghana, but like when I used to live with my parents, they they were always talking about school fees. There's always like a yeah. relative who's struggling with school fees. Yeah. And um, I was always under the assumption that these school fees are like some astronomical prices <laughs> and stuff. Like all my days, they pay yeah. for someone's school fees. It's only when I grew up that I noticed that the school fees that people are really struggling with back home isn't as bad as you would think it is. It's like sometimes like £15 a term or £10 a term. So every little bit of help. And I know the importance of education because it's something I want to get into eventually one day down the line in Africa. I've, I've got an idea about education and how it can be used to benefit society and i'm still okay. trying to figure out in my own head okay. before i implement it yeah, so it's something intriguing. i'm definitely working on yeah i mean I can, I can give you a little idea behind it so 
I think for societies to thrive, mm-hmm. for, for for their society to thrive, is is good doing small deeds. Like it's good having like smaller organizational um, charities and things, and everyone's doing their own. Like, you know, but I think it's too disjointed. Okay. So I think for an organi- for an, uh, for a society to really be uplifted, you need to you need to you need to utilize the great minds within that society. If that makes sense. That makes so sense. we need to harness all the great minds within a particular society. So for instance, if I want to impact Ghana, yeah. I think we need to figure out who are the great minds within Ghana. Because yeah. there's great there's great talents out there, but they might not necessarily have the skill sets. There's great there's people yeah. with like fantastic IQs, great ideas, but they just don't they're not exposed to the opportunities yeah. in order for them to develop their, their, their true self or their, their skill set. So I'm thinking in the sense of figuring out who these kids are mm-hmm. at a very young age harnessing their skills mm-hmm. and developing it so maybe putting them in like an institution okay do you know what i mean in, in some sense yeah I'm, I'm i'm just throwing ideas at it because at the moment i'm yeah. brainstorming because what then happens is if you're able to utilize the, the those great minds they they they, they, they are the individuals that then create the structures and the systems exactly. to then uplift everyone else do you exactly. what i mean but that's if you're able to harness and keep them there exactly because if, if you look at western society most of like people in power or people that went to particular institutions mm-hmm. all of the best schools all of the best universities all of the great minds came out of the best universities yeah. whether they dropped out or not like if you look at bill gates they will say oh they dropped out of this university but they dropped out of the best universities they didn't yeah. drop out of the local university <laughs> yeah. people always tell these stories oh yeah, he dropped out of university and now he's a billionaire <laughs> he didn't drop out of any university he dropped yeah. out of university that harnessed his skill sets and that's why he was able to drop out because his mind was beyond where mm-hmm. he was so that's an idea that i have yeah. but i'm still trying to understand it in my own head so education is definitely key yeah i really like that idea i hope Mm. it comes to fruition because i love like catching people while they're still young that's what i love as well young people that's my passion Mm. because i've concluded that if i can get to you while you're still young then i can ensure that the rest of your 50 plus years left on earth yeah they're solid you have Mm. a good foundation so i love starting when they're still young yeah they're the future leaders at the end of the day that's that's a fantastic charity how how is it managed if you don't mind me asking because obviously if if i want to try to get people involved in it, i want them to understand how the whole organization runs so i've just starting out so now i'm i'm still trying to figure it out yeah. but for now um i have my auntie who is the trustee in terms of education oh, okay. and then people donate via the website or however else they want to donate um oh, and then i just send my the money to my auntie via western union mm-hmm. and then she sends me the receipts and stuff and then we get pictures and videos oh, okay. with the children and them saying thank you oh, and then i'm planning yeah. to go to zimbabwe in august 2020 mm. so then that'll be my opportunity to meet everyone yeah. and their family and get to oh, proper awesome. Hi, how's it going? Yeah. You know, we're happy to have been blessing you mm. and just check in. How, how do kids source that though? How do children source um, that? It's, she, my auntie literally just went okay, around she's every class. Yeah, she's yeah, a teacher so at the school. The so she literally went around every classroom, like yeah. who hasn't paid school fees, who is she for school fees, who can't yeah. come because they can't afford, and yeah. then just gave me a list of names and that was that. Oh, amazing. No, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to um, go on the link of the website and, and, and Thank you. make my donation and do my bit <laughs> as, as, as much as possible. Um, I, was, I was watching one of your videos and you, you made an, um, an interesting statement, which I, which I actually like. You said it's okay not to be okay, but mm. there's a problem with you. How, what was the full statement? Yeah, I think I said it's it's okay to not be okay, okay but yeah. it's not okay to stay at rock bottom. At rock bottom. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you elaborate a bit about that statement? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. Life is going to come at you or you're going to mess up your own life. Yeah. So it's okay to not be okay it's natural to not be okay Mm. it's normal but what's not okay is to stay there like okay 
somebody hurt you or you hurt yourself mm. should you now just stay at the bottom yeah. and cry and self-pity your way through life yeah. and then it affects your family if you have children that's even worse because mm. then you're sending yeah. that wound that bleed onto your children then they have yeah. to deal with it and if they don't deal with it then it continues generation mm. after generation and I find that like so like in my case where I was sexually abused by my dad mm. that was wrong what he did mm. and I was lost for a long time mm. but like I think Will Smith said it's your responsibility to heal it's not your fault yeah. that they hurt you but it's, it's your responsibility to heal mm. if i continued looking at the way my dad was living his life man was living his best life yeah. but here i was still stuck at rock bottom mm. and at some point i just had to make that decision that you know what i was put on, on this earth for so much more yeah. surely there must be more to life than this yeah. and i'm happy that i made that decision otherwise i actually would not even be on this podcast mm. and a lot of us we spend years decades mm. at rock bottom and thinking that there's no way out or mm. not having enough strength or not even trying actually yeah. to get out of rock bottom and you just stay there and you think well this is life when mm. the truth is it kind of turns into the life that you choose mm. it's not your fault maybe that somebody got you there but then if you stay there you're choosing that life mm. whereas you have the option and the power to choose a different and more empowering lifestyle yeah. but I mean, obviously, I, I want to touch back on what you just said. How, how does how does one come out of such a horrific circumstance, like such a horrific experience or ordeal? Like, how yeah. do you lift yourself up from that ordeal that you went through yourself personally? Yeah, it took time. I didn't tell anyone. Mm. Like, I was 11, 12 when my dad was abusing me, and I didn't yeah. tell anyone until I was 14. Oh, wow. So it's just, for me, it was like, how do you even accept that mm. your own dad is doing that to you? I'm 12 years old. Mm. I wasn't even fully comprehending what he was doing to me and how much he was damaging me. Mm. So how do you even come to terms that you're being abused and it's by your own dad? Yeah. But then when I was 14, like, I ran away from it. It's not happening i repress mm. the memories i can't face this mm. when i was 14 the memories refused to be repressed they yeah. were like now nah. <laughs> i think you're probably growing up and you're understanding it a bit more now so it's becoming yeah. a bit more traumatic yeah exactly yeah. it got to a point where i hated being alone because mm. then every time i'm alone i have to face the thoughts in my head yeah. i was i used to be so happy when my friends would knock yeah. for me to go to school together because it's like yes yeah i don't yeah, have to escape. be by yeah. myself yeah but i realized that this thing is gonna break me from the inside out because mm. i wasn't suicidal but i had moments where i thought that surely death must is better than this because mm. with death comes peace right i don't have to feel these emotions mm. and there was one time I mean, it's, where it's, a, it's assumption of peace for you but then it's exactly. like it's horrific for everyone else exactly that's, the thing. that's why yeah. death is never really the option exactly mm. i think somebody said it's just pain passed on yeah, to different bodies yeah, yeah. and it's, it's i mean you're passing the pain pain on it's like one person passing the pain on to hundreds possibly thousands of people you don't yeah. know how many people like like you or yes. are impacted by you or, or like you've come across and they've, they've gained something from mm. you so yeah exactly mm. and so i think i i reached my own version of rock button mm. where i was like i'm just gonna die if i don't mm. deal with this i'm i'm breaking slowly mm. and i think for me i've concluded that for somebody to really change to one of two things have to happen mm. one you have to really despise with everything that you are despise where you're at in life Mm. hate it so much so that mm. you can't stand being there you do whatever it takes to push mm. out of it and that's the stage i had reached i hated being where i was so yeah. i pushed out or you have to really love where you want to be you have to be really passionate yeah. visualize it all it's day every day desire. that's it yeah. burning desire then that mm. can be what encourages you to push out of where mm. you are so for me that that 
that's where I was at. Well, you, you had a burning desire to... No, sorry. I had I hated where I you was. You hated where you was. Yeah, yeah. so much. So yeah. I like, okay, let me tell. I told my 14-year-old friend. Mm. I was like, okay, let me mm. let me tell someone now. Yeah, and w- was he was he prosecuted for that? If you don't mind me asking. Pardon? Was he prosecuted for... No. So I actually didn't want to take, take him to the police in mm. the beginning because... It's mad, like, the way he groomed me, you, you mm. feel bad for taking mm. him to the police. That's the horrific part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, how, how do you send your own dad to prison? Because I was mm. so sure that he's going to go to prison. So mm. how? And I had, like, two younger sisters then. And I was like, I'm going to leave them without a father. Mm. But not really realizing that even if he was in their life, what kind of a father would he be anyway? Yeah. But anyways, um, we, just, we decided to report it to the police in the end. Mm. The British police said we have to report it to the Hungarian police because it happened when I lived in Hungary at the time I was living with him and my Mm. then stepmom so the Hungarian police came back to the British police who then reported back to me saying they decided to do nothing not gonna question nothing not even a phone call Mm. never questioned me and they never gave a reason why they were just like we don't want to open a case that's it yeah I I mean rape for me is such a touchy subject because one like I'm not, I'm not a woman, and the thing is, uh, it's only now that I'm growing up that I'm starting to understand the differences in how we see the world. Because, because uh, obviously, I've I've always been a person that I, I leave it to the judicial system. But then you gotta yeah. understand the judicial system is broken as well, as in your example yeah. just proved. And then I'm uh, as I'm studying like human behaviors and 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 society in general and how we see stuff, I, I see that a woman's experience is different because what you gotta understand, men we're bigger, we're larger yeah. creatures. So whenever, like for instance, as we're always in a constant stage of, um, like it's like it's like we're animals in the wild, and yeah. there's always like a predator somewhere bigger and better than us. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Stronger. Like we're always in a state of trauma, for instance, because it's like there's this buildings that are bigger than us. So mm-hmm. as human beings, we're scared. So you go on. I'm I'm trying to picture in my head is how does a woman navigate through this world knowing that there's all these things that are bigger and potentially stronger than her, than them, making yeah. them more vulnerable. So I'm, I'm becoming more, more, what is it? Is it, I don't know if empathetic is the word to use, but I'm becoming more understanding of how traumatic it is for a woman to be in a state of vulnerability when, in, when it's in relations to a man. Yeah. And it, it's crazy that there's still a system that doesn't acknowledge fully that they need to go through like a, a process in order to vet what which allegation is right and which one is 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 wrong and just yeah. to completely dismiss it is crazy to me yeah and i just don't get it first of know. all i appreciate you like mm. studying about us women yeah I'm, I'm, i think a lot of it to do with the podcast as well yeah. like now that i'm trying to like because the, the podcast serves as an education system to me so yeah. like i use this to educate myself because I'm I'm slightly dyslexic, there's and, and I'm not I'm not great at consuming content in a particular type of way, but okay. this works for me. So the more I start doing this, then the more I have to start studying outside as well. Because mm-hmm. anytime I have a guest on, a new subject gets brought up, and yeah. I have to go and revert back into my my books or my videos to try and understand it further. So mm-hmm. it's becoming like an engagement process, which I'm loving. So I'm starting to get stuff a bit more now that yeah. I probably before would have just been like, oh. Why didn't you just report it and get him arrested? Oh, yeah. why didn't you just punch him up? Why didn't you just grab a knife? And like, do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. why didn't you just defend yourself? But I get it now because even as a guy, if like someone get one of my friends gave a, a he gave a great example the other day. He goes like, because he was talking about females and then feeling vulnerable around men, and he was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's like right now, let's say you go to like a prison and yeah. everyone there is twice your size, <laughs> and like you're in there for life. 
how would you feel as a dude even in that environment? He goes, that's how some women are navigating this world. Because I'll be thinking, right, every dude in here might be trying to rape me. Like, yeah. I'll be, I'll be traumatized because we're all in here for life. Everyone, everyone might be trying to get some. Yeah. So it's that, that trauma. And, and, and the thing is, I have a vivid imagination. So I started thinking about it. I was like, whoa, 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 that's traumatic. Mm. But that's some people's real life experience. Yeah. Even yeah. though not all men, I don't think all men are rapists. I don't think all men are bad. I just mm. think there's bad people everywhere. But yeah. I get how traumatic environments can be yeah Yeah. i love the example your friend gave i'm gonna steal that one it freaked me out it actually freaked me out because i started thinking about it and i was like oh yeah i get what you mean yeah i get it i i don't know how we survive to be honest in a man's world Mm. i think that's why it's important actually feminism to be inclusive with men Mm. i know there's this new age feminism where it's like women we do what we want it's a bit weird it's it's, it's sabotaging it doesn't work Mm. we we literally live this earth together so Mm. we if we're gonna make a change it needs to be together definitely but yeah i mean it's we're getting there Mm. slowly but surely you think we're getting there or we are we like creating a greater divide because because to me to, okay to me social media is a great indicator of where we yeah. are as a society yeah. like regardless of what people say oh social media social media no it's an indicator of where we are in society yeah. like like th- there was a study that like women are starting to look better nowadays because mm. they're influenced by social media so when they step out of the house they, they need to make sure like back in the day women would just step out of the house maybe go to the corner shop but now or go to a friend's house but mm. now you're thinking wait she might want to take a selfie she might want to put me on a snapchat so right. let me make sure that i go there looking good okay do you see what i mean and guys yeah. are becoming like insecure about their pockets now yeah. they're becoming insecure about their their masculinity yeah. so we're banging out gym we're drinking pro shake for breakfast lunch and dinner and yeah. we're trying to do anything and everything to get money Mm -hmm. so it's having an effect on us and if you look at social media and men and women's behaviors towards each other it it, to me i don't know if we're coming together or we we're breaking apart i think maybe like when we talk about things like career then Mm. i think women like we're getting better in that sense Mm. but in terms of relationships and social media like you just said it's it's a sticky one still Mm, it's it's very Um, sticky yeah because i think what I've come to realize is that, like, we are actually, like, men do stuff for women to be attractive to women. Mm-hmm. Women do stuff to be attractive to men. Oh, you're 100%. So, yeah. it's like, mm. and then social media doesn't help. Mm. But then at, the, at the same time, I don't actually think that social media is the problem at the mm. end of the day. So it's a society. It's a people that manage social mm. media. So, mm. we're allowing people to set standards and then we are following those standards when you could easily yeah. be like nah. Yeah. Like, even for me, say, like, with makeup, it's like, if you're going out, it has to be makeup. You have to wear it. You have to look good. You're yeah, thinking, what yeah. are your fellow girlfriends yeah. going to wear? Everything. you got to be sexy and everything. Mm. But I'm not that much into makeup. So mm. sometimes I can't be bothered. Yeah. So I'll just go with a plain face or I'll just do like minimum. Mm. But when you get there, it's a bit like, oh my gosh. Everyone's just all done up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then you see the men's as well. Like yeah. you're saying gym and everything. Yeah. But I'm just like, it's my personal choice mm. to set standard for myself and follow that. Social mm. media is there. It can influence me one way or the other, but ultimately we have the power to say, nah, yes, maybe. Mm. Yeah. The, I mean, the power is there, but then the influence is very strong. Yeah. Like, the influence is very, very strong. That's why I'm strong yeah. on identity. Like for me, yeah. identity is everything. Mm. People that get lost in the source, they mm. have no strong sense of identity. Then they don't know who they are yeah. or they don't know who they belong to. Mm. A lot of people like you belong to sex, to money, to social media, to mm. your relationships, um, to whatever profession you're in, especially yeah. if it's a position of or to leadership. What's your postcode if we're talking about Ooh. what's currently happening with yeah. our young kids? Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's what defines mm. them. But because I've made a decision that's 
social media doesn't define me mm. so it doesn't really influence me that much mm-hmm. i can go off instagram and not panic yeah. i can get five likes and not panic yeah. because i'm yeah. like yeah. well i think i look cute mate yeah. if so you don't you like that picture yeah. then that's not my business yeah where does that strength come from because i mean i I've, I'm, I'm similar to you like i'm not i'm not really too fat. like right now i'm on a no shave no haircut ban yeah. like i'm like i'm not getting a haircut till i go to go in december so i've got months now i'm, I'm gonna yeah. continue going another two months but I, to me personally i think that's attributed to the home that i come from mm. like i come from a very strong home where like i've, I've been given the blueprint i've been given the backing and the str- yeah. strength and and the, the encouragement to be me yeah. without like necessarily do you know what i mean being too heavily influenced by others yeah. so where does your comes from or how do you think other people can discover their own inner strength people that don't have it yeah so for me mine is kind of all over the place just because mm. like when i was growing up i had that strong blueprint like you mm. but then when my dad abused me then it just mm. kind of threw everything out yeah. so then i kind of really had to relearn from like zero or even not even zero from like minus 20 mm. like who the heck am i what do i stand for what do i even like yeah. like my trauma and my pain became my identity like mm. literally my name was Cassandra pain CJ so Sunday hate CJ because I had so much hate within me Mm. so I really had to first of all come to terms with what had happened Mm. and be willing to be alone and sit with my pain talk it out write it out exercise it out work it out whatever but it was that you have to you have to sit with your pain Mm. can't run away from it anymore and then that allowed me to see like Mm. oh this is what i believe about myself Mm. this is sub what is subconsciously leading me to live the life that i live Mm. such as choosing the guys that were not good for me Mm. and fighting for them even when they're like i don't want you anymore and i'm like no you have to stay but and then you know having those my subconscious belief was i'm unworthy and i'm undeserving Mm. so now the truck guys that would treat me like that so then get into a place where i could really explore their subconscious beliefs bring them to their conscious Mm. and realize that okay they come from the trauma the trauma that came from the abuse Mm. now who am i gonna allow to define me i come from a christian family Mm. so of course god 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 has been hounded into my mind especially my aunt and my uncle who took me in after i came out with the story of abuse Mm. they have God, just God, God. And what I love, what they did was that they also, they gave me the power. Like they would say, do you want us to, the, to report to the police? And then if I say no, they'll mm. respect it. Or maybe if my dad would text me. That's a very strong point, actually. That, that support system that enables you to, because exactly. I know coming from an African house, uh, from African culture, like the, some people would have been, oh no, it's your dad. You can't report him. But that's fantastic yeah. for your auntie and uncle did. And more people should, should do so. Because I think the, the idea that, um, someone just someone comes up let's say for instance I mean you, you you came out and with a statement to your auntie and uncle they could have easily just dismissed that yeah. but they wanted to take it through the due, the due process which it should be in every case yeah. I think there's a due process You know, no one is no yeah. one's, everyone's innocent until proven guilty but it should go through that process mm-hmm. if an accusation comes to fruition yeah. which I think is ideal and that's that's how the process should be like yeah should yeah. be yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so they they, can't, they, get, they help to give me my power back by just asking mm. if my dad would call do you want to pick up no then don't pick up mm. or you know what this is what we think you should do but ultimately mm. it's up to you so slowly through those kind of discussions mm. I started realizing like oh I'm an individual I can speak my mind and it's mm. disrespected so that's kind of what also started helping me like claim mm. my power and then ultimately it was God like I just I went through my healing journey with God mm. and I, I said okay 
I realized that God is the only thing mm. that would never hurt me. He would never disappoint me. Mm. He would never wake up one day and say, Sissanda, I don't love you anymore like mm. what my dad did. He would never say, I don't want you anymore like what my dad did. Mm. He, his word was, is, and will always be. Mm. So if he says, I'm beautiful and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, mm. that is truth forevermore, yeah. period. If he says that, you know, I'm his daughter, I'm a royal child, that I can do all things mm. through him, that I am strong and all of these things, then that's it period mm. so then I started basing my identity in him I went to the bible find out what does God say about me yeah. and then slowly but surely started embodying that and unlearning what abuse and trauma had taught me mm. what society had taught me about being a dark skinned girl mm. and actually realizing that he's my creator so I'm gonna follow him yeah. and that's it. Everything else, if you don't match what my creator says, mm. then essentially your opinion is invalid. Your comment, I don't care for it. Mm. And I'm not going to allow it to affect me. Yeah. And then in terms of how others can go about, self-awareness is everything. Mm. Self-awareness, a lot of us are not self-aware. Yeah. We don't know what's running <laughs> us. The, the thing about, I think the reason why is because it comes with a strong element of honesty and exactly. we struggle with honesty because self-awareness is like, okay, why am I like this? Then you mm -hmm. play it back. Okay, then why why this? Then exactly. you continuously play it back yeah. until you're you're naked and then it reaches a point where like, oh wow, like sometimes you can realize that you, maybe you're a piece of trash. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, 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 it can get that deep and no one really wants to think or find out that they might be a problem or exactly. someone that they don't want to expose is a problem that yep. they need to get rid of so yep. that's the danger self-awareness I know it's, <laughs> it's dangerous yeah. but it's it's a must um, yeah. like for me I think the last the, one of the recent times I lied to myself like mm. I planned on fasting on a Tuesday mm. so Monday night I slept super late Tuesday I woke up really tired yeah. and then fasting when you're tired it just was not working yeah. I was like oh my gosh yeah. this is a bad day to fast mm. And I had to be like, hang on, mate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why am I blaming Tuesday for being a bad day to fast? Yeah. I'm the problem. I slept late. Therefore, yeah. I woke, woke up super tired. Now I'm yeah. trying to fast, being super tired. Now my mind is just all over the place. Mm. And just little things like that like shifting the blame onto yeah. something else that wasn't me yeah. means that I'm not required to change. It's mm. Tuesday, that's a bad day too far. So I never mm. have to look at my own behavior. But I think like when I coach people, what I encourage mm. them to do, this is my one of my favorite things. And I did mm. this myself when I was going through my healing journey. I challenged them to go out on a date by themselves. Oh, like yeah. for me, I went to Nando's. It was mm. like 6 p.m. on a Saturday. It was full of people. Mm. And I was like, table for one, please. Yeah. <laughs> I was so scared, but I knew like I have yeah. to do it. And I sat there on that table asking myself questions that I would ask someone I'm trying to get to know. Mm. Someone out that took me out on a date. And to my surprise, I didn't actually know the answers to those questions. Oh, wow. So I think that's one way you can do it. Spending time by yourself, with yourself no distractions some mm. people are like oh yeah i spend time with myself but then Doing they're on their though. phone yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like that's not i'm mm. like no the only thing you're allowed to have is a pen and a paper mm. and either you allow your thoughts to flow because sometimes you don't even pay attention to what we're thinking mm. you have to think about what you're thinking and that in itself sometimes requires a lot of focus yeah. so if you allow your thoughts to flow then jot down and you can find out stuff most maybe yeah that you did you were not aware of or you can go counseling or get a life coach because then they're mm. trained in asking you the right questions that will help you to really think deeper than you normally mm. would and therapy is a great thing that works as well because i've done therapy session and it was like it was very revealing yeah like, there, there was things that i knew but i didn't understand why the mm. why is it's like oh i know i just know it this is just 
this just the way I am. Oh, this is just the way I think. But I didn't understand why I thought like that. Yeah. It was like a process of things that happened in my life that made yeah. me think like that. But um, can I ask you, so it, what does forgiveness mean to you? And like, how is that associated in, in line with what happened to you? Yeah. Like, is, is there, uh, you get what I'm trying to ask you? I get you. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a reason why I'm asking because um, um, I've discovered that the, the, the best way for me to always be at peace with myself mm-hmm. is just to, like I just forgive everyone. Like I, yeah. I, it's, I don't stay angry for long. Yeah. Like I really struggle with staying angry for long. Sometimes I want to be angry at someone because I'm thinking, oh, I want to show them. <laughs> but like, if you just bust a little joke, I'll probably start laughing, even though you've done something really bad mm. to me. Like I just don't deal with anger really well. So I, I, and in my head, every time someone does something, I, I forgive them immediately in my head. Wow. But then, and 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 I let it go because I feel more at peace mm-hmm. once I do that. And yeah. I don't want to go to sleep, like. Not being, I want. I don't want to lay in my bed, not being able to go to sleep, yeah. or for the back of someone else who's possibly snoring right now, having the most wonderful dream ever. Do you see what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. the way I think of it, man. I'm thinking, wait, hold on, this person's probably in the house, just like having a whale of a time, mm-hmm. and I'm here dying off of the fruits of their labor. Exactly, like, it's always she, you that's gonna yeah. suffer. In terms of like what your dad done to you, what, yeah. did you forgive him, or yep. is there a case where okay, I forgave him, which was the most painful decision I've ever had to make the most excruciating journey I've ever had to go through I was 16 years old when I was in church one particular Sunday my pastor Mm. was like if you want to receive the Holy Spirit come to the front Mm. I went he asks me have you forgiven and Mm. I said no and he's like you can't really receive the Holy Spirit unless if you're forgiven Mm. you need to make the decision to forgive Mm. pray regularly that God give me the strength to forgive and then eventually your emotions will catch up with your decision Mm. I left church so angry that day. Mm. I battled it out with God. I was like, God, you are dumb. <laughs> yeah, how can you do this Let to me? me be God, <laughs> yeah. right? Because I can be a better God yeah. than you. Because mm. there's no way on this earth I would ever ask a victim to forgive their abuser. Mm. Especially when the abuser doesn't even acknowledge that they did anything wrong. My dad said I was hallucinating. I was lying. It never well, happened. And that's one thing I was going to touch on. Regardless of whether you forgive me, I, f- I still think there's always a process that needs to take place. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you should let that process die until it's gone through the right yeah. channels. Yeah, if you I get agree. What I'm saying. I yeah. agree completely. Because obviously, I don't yeah. know the ins and outs of the case, so yeah. I can only speak from a vague point. But yeah. I always feel that there's a process that should be taken. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I everything. mean, my personal process is if like a family member has come to me, I'll go and punch someone up. I'll go and hurt yeah. someone. Up. I'll, I'll take I'll take the law into my own hands if the yeah. law was to not, and yeah. if I knew that there was a case for me to do so. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think there's a process that should be taken and yeah. that shouldn't be taken lightly because at the moment, if, if, if he hasn't been set in stone and the person hasn't been um, um, prosecuted, then mm-hmm. it's just your word. Do you see what I mean? And yeah. that's the dangers of yeah. such cases. Yeah. yeah exactly not everything in his time mm. and season definitely but yeah at that time i was i was just angry mm. and i hate i hated my dad mm. if he was on fire and i was the only person that could save him mm. i'm booking first class vip ticket to watch him burn and <laughs> die mm. like peacefully and happily watch mm. him die because that's how much i hated him mm. now you want me to forgive him he hasn't even said sorry mate mm. And then God, firstly, I, like, I haven't killed him with my own bare hands. Mm. So then, you know, because you say vengeance is yours. Mm. You had the opportunity to avenge him by sending him to prison. Mm. You haven't. Mm. <laughs> and then two, you're blessing him with more children. Mm. 
Mm. I'm his firstborn child. And there's like now there's like five other girls that come after me. At the time there was oh, wow. two. So I'm like, God, you're blessing him with more girls. What what are you doing? This mm. does not make sense. Let me be God. I, I can actually be a better God than you. Mm. Like I swore him. I cursed him out. Like mm. I told, I was like, no, mm. D- no. But then my pain was only getting worse and worse. My bitterness, my anger. I realized that through all this battle with God, it wasn't getting any better. Mm. Whatever I was trying was just not working. Mm. So one day I said, okay, fine, God, I will budge. Mm. Between me and you, it's going to have to be me that has to budge, right? So, okay, fine, I'll budge. I choose to forgive my dad for Mm. sexually abusing and raping me. Every time I say that sentence, I feel it because it's... Mm. It was painful to even say that, to say those words out loud. Those are the most painful words I've ever had to say out loud. So I was 16 and I said, God, I choose to forgive him. And then almost every day I'll pray, God, help me to forgive my dad for touching me down there. Help me to forgive my dad for kissing me. I named each and every single act that he ever did to me. So I needed to make sure that I'd forgiven him for every single one of them. Sometimes I'd be walking to college and I'm praying out loud. I don't even care that people are looking at me because I understood that there's power in my words. And this is the kind of prayer that I needed to say out loud. So look at me crazy. I I don't care. I'm going to pray and I'm going to declare that I have forgiven him for this in Jesus' name. Then it was three to four months of that consistent prayer that I realized hang on, I can't, I, the pain is less. I actually feel peace. Mm. God, is that the peace that you talk about? That according to human standards, when I'm falling apart, you actually give me peace that will cause me to not fall apart. Yeah. And I realized that I've forgiven him when I realized that I could live on the same earth as him before I hated it that we were sharing the same planet. But so then now it's like... You wanted to take yourself out instead Now I wanted to take him out. Oh, okay, you wanted <laughs> yeah, to take him out. He needs to go. <laughs> yeah. um, but at that time, I was like, yeah. okay, we can share the same planet. That's not mm. so bad. That's okay. Just don't be close to me. Mm. Um, and if he was burning... And I could, that was the only person that could save him. I mean, I would take my time to save him. Like, I might mm. probably go to, to the restaurant to eat. <laughs> I might hang out with my friends. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm on my way to save him. Wow, so, that's extremely commendable. <laughs> it's only it's God. It's dangerously commendable. It's, it's scary how how at peace you are to be able to even say that. It's yeah. only God. Th- th- mm. This is not something I could never have done without God in mm. my own strength. It's impossible. How mm. the heck do you forgive somebody that raped you at 12 years old? Mm. But it's only God. That's why that consistent prayer and surrendering it to God was so important. Mm. And so, yeah, then funny enough, actually, three to four months later, my pastor said the same thing. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, come to the front. Mm. I went, he asked, have you forgiven? I said, yes. Mm. And then when I said it in front of him and God, that time I really knew like yeah it's mm. real and true that's how i came to forgive him mm. that was just the beginning forgiveness is not weakness no definitely not yeah. my dad was still enjoying his life mm. i i was in pain i i all i knew was pain it was anger it was bitterness mm. but when i forgave him it released all of that mm. it paved path for me to start healing because that's when i actually started working on myself mm. it forgiveness releases mm. um it made space, created space within my body and my soul to feel other emotions like love and peace and joy. And I can fully say I know what it is to love and be loved. I know what peace is. I know what it is to look back and be so unattached to the pain of what happened to you yeah. and just feel nothing but peace. That's that never would have happened if I hadn't forgiven him. Yeah, that, that's that's amazing. Um, in So in, in telling your story, how did, 
when you first came out with your story, like yeah. especially on social media, because I know it's, you, you told the story on um, on your YouTube channel, that was really hard for me to watch because you got really emotional about yeah. it. And I could feel it because I'd spoken to you and I think I watched it after we had our phone conversation. Okay. So I could really definitely feel the pain in your voice and I've really struggled with that video. But um, when it comes to being vulnerable on 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 youtube or on the socials and yeah. stuff H how do you cope with that and also what are some of the like backstories that you get at the back of that like in, yeah. in terms of like encouragement to others that potentially might have been in the same situation as you yeah so for me transparency is my personal gospel mm. because i struggled so much because people were not transparent about what they were doing mm. i i what they were going through sorry mm. i thought i was alone mm. even when i told my family none of them had really been in my position so they didn't mm. understand it wasn't until i went to uni that i met other girls that mm. were like me too and i was like oh my gosh you understand so mm. we were able to connect and so to me that's why it's important to be transparent which is why mm. I don't mind being transparent. I'm happy to be transparent on social media. Mm. And now I'm getting more people pop up to me just because I, I'm doing a lot more speaking engagements now. Yeah. So I share my story anywhere and everywhere I'm accepted. Mm. So I'm getting like DMs from like young girls, especially that are coming to me saying, this happened to me. I don't know how to deal with it. Mm. And they're talking about self-harm, suicide, depression. Oh, wow. And then the people in their lives mm. either have no clue or if they have a clue, they have no idea how to help them. They're all just, just doing nothing basically yeah. so as much as i'm passionate about young people i'm starting to realize that actually i should also be talking to the adults because mm. when a young person comes out and says we're encouraging people to speak up a lot yeah. but then when they speak up adults don't know what to do mm. so now i'm starting to kind of have that conversation with different adults and before i was fine being transparent mm. but now we're speaking engagements more people are coming up to me I never thought I would question my calling mm. before I was like yeah I know God put, like called me to do this I can do it it's mm. fine but then now when people are offloading onto you and they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel mm. I have to be the one to believe on their behalf to hold that space for them that you will be fine mm. and when they're crying when they're breaking down when they're having panic attacks all of that it's like I, I have to stand strong. Yeah, you're the example of exactly, what could be, yeah. exactly. And mm. it's like I can't let them down because mm. they come to me because they know I understand because mm. I've been there. So if I let them down, mm. all hell will break loose. Yeah. So there's that fear as well. Like I can't let these people down. Mm. So for me, it's just really important that I stay connected to God. Yeah. That's the only way I can get through this. I just need to cons con consistently mm. be in connection, in intimacy, and in relationship with God. Because then, one, he gives me the wisdom to mm. know what to say, how to say what I need to say. Um, and then, two, he's the one I'll draw strength from. Mm. But, yeah, it's been a bit of a... Just lately, it's been a bit, like, really emotional. I actually want to go back into therapy yeah. so that I can also find a way of channeling my emotions. Yeah, so you should. Because, obviously, you're taking on a lot of energy right now yeah, at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're exerting a lot and you're taking on a lot as well. Um, you. you you mentioned the, um, the 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 me too so th there was a problem i had with um with hashtags sometimes yeah. like i think ha hashtags can be good they can be funny they can be serious they can be everything but yeah. it sometimes it kind of dilutes an issue so like you're engaging with people directly you're you're yeah. you're telling your story you're being super transparent about it you're being very detailed about it as well so even when you're speaking to me it's impactful i'm like whoa 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 you know what i mean every single moment where you're speaking and i go completely quiet because i'm actually taking it in but what what happened with the me too process it reached the point where even on a personal level i don't even like saying this but it reached the point where i stopped taking the hashtag serious mm -hmm. because it just became a thing like even people joke about oh whoa, me too like do you see what i mean yeah and Sometimes, like when it when it comes to certain issues, I 
I, I think there's ways that as a society we should figure out how to tackle them. Like, yeah. like there should be, there should be, I don't know, I'm not a lawmaker, but there should be a set standard of how like rape allegations are dealt with. Yeah. Like there really should be. Like the moment someone comes into a police station and says, oh, that man raped me. Like there should be a set standard. Like, okay, this is how we deal with it. It's an emergency. We're going to go through step A, B, C and D until we figure out what's happening mm-hmm. here. But we're, but then obviously it's very difficult because not everyone likes to come out because there's fear, there's stigma around, mm-hmm. which maybe the Me Too movement helped remove. But at the same time, the hashtag, it, to me, didn't have the impact that I wanted the, the, the movement to have. Yeah. Whilst think... we're speaking to you now, it's had more of an impact on me than yeah. a massive whole global yeah. um, hashtag did. I think, well, like you said, it's a hashtag mm. and there's only so much you can say with mm. on Twitter. Like there's only so much you can type that can actually get an impact. Mm. And I probably want to say maybe it didn't impact you as much just because maybe you haven't been through it. Mm. Whereas for me, when I was reading all the stories, hashtag me too, I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. Like I haven't personally met anyone that's been abused by their dad. It's always mm. been like somebody else. Mm. So on Twitter, when I saw somebody write, it was my dad. I was like, oh my gosh, mm. like I'm not alone. And it's not just my my dad but you know other people as well mm. and for me like my me doing like speaking engagements and being mm. open on youtube and social media that's my way of saying me too because mm. sometimes like you said people don't always know how to reach out what to do where to yeah. go who to speak to you mm. so that's why i'm like i share my story to say you're not alone and mm. then when i am transparent from the get-go then they're like okay i can come to you i can talk yeah. to you yeah. but um yeah it's, it's a shame that it's kind of been stigmatized in terms mm. of what you were talking about law this kind of might sound a bit controversial but i kind of personally don't care about the law mm. just because in my own case it hasn't been effective yeah. and so like no, actually rape is the one crime that is the least convicted out of the mm. hundreds thousands of like rape why is that though? what's the stats on that like it's 2.3 percent mm. get actually get convicted out of hundreds of thousands of it, reports is that because the victim w- w- i want to understand why that is though is it is it like is, is it a broken down judicial system? Is it that the victim struggles to push it forward? I, I, I'm really trying to get like why... I think why... It's, it's everything. Mm. I think people within the justice system, one, don't even understand how trauma works. Mm. Like I can say it happened to me, then the next day I can say it didn't happen to me. Mm. Just It's not because I'm lying, but it's because you're trying to process trauma. Like there was mm. even one time when my own auntie sat me down. She was kind of like, Are you sure? did something happen mm. between you and your dad? And I said, no. Because I wasn't ready to speak up. Mm. I was like, nope. And then the following year, I was like, actually, auntie, I need to sit you down. Mm. Something happened. And so to somebody, you can say, like, why should I believe you? You mm. lied before you said nothing happened. But people don't, him. exactly. Mm. But people don't understand that for you to even speak up, like, mm. that's crazy um i first opened up to my best friend um and then i actually don't remember this day um but that's that just proves how traumatic it was for me because you know when something when something traumatic happens your brain forgets it for you so that you're able to function in your daily life and so i've concluded that's probably the most traumatic moment of my life because i don't remember telling my best friend she said you came to my house after a jog you were breaking down crying and then just blurted it out like you've been waiting to say it for centuries I, I cannot even remember. Don't I remember, don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. So that just, just to say, like coming mm. out, saying this happened to me, it's huge. Mm. And so I think people in the system don't have enough understanding, enough education on how trauma can affect you. Mm. Um, and especially when you're a child as well, there's a lot of grooming that happens. Mm. If you're told like, oh, you know, we're just playing. Mm. And then now you're 
taking that person to court then it's like wait but were we playing but were we not and then there's a lot of confusion and all of that and then also evidence there's the issue of evidence like courts needs evidence especially when there's a time lapse as well exactly yeah but then like (laughs) it's not always so you know Mm. i I think for me at least i wish that they would question me Mm. at least like don't just say we're not gonna do anything at least open up a case at least question because the unfortunate thing is my dad did go on to touch another kid so i don't even know how many kids is touched did they take it did they take it to court no it was just luckily that one didn't go as far as mine did Mm. but nothing happened there so it's like you can't just shut it down because yeah. there's no evidence. <laughs> yeah, and I think something that does people people that have genuinely been um, through that disservice as well is people that use it as, as a false rape case as well. So mm-hmm. there's those cases and those go against you as well because if, if, if someone has cried rape and they haven't like, genuinely been yeah. raped and then they get found out as lying the next time you go into that call for instance that judge might just be thinking oh here we go here's another woman crying out rape so yeah. that's that does the disservice as well because you exactly, get those cases yeah. and they, they they are out there yeah mm. but it's it's not as much that point i kind of have a love-hate relationship mm. with that point just because most cases that get reported they're true it's mm. probably like one percent that somebody's crying wolf mm. or somebody just wants to pay back mm. the guy that broke their heart or something mm. but if 99 percent is true so how are we like mm. not looking at the 99 percent for the sake of that one percent yeah. yeah it's it's a tricky one statistically because it's I, I don't get it i need to it's something i need to look into i just don't get why so many cases i, w- I want to know who drops the case mm. like is it is it the victim is it the judicial system like yeah. what is happening there because it's a serious thing and i mean because as, as in your case it's something that's affected your life for however long now and yeah. it's still having an impact on your life it, it, was that what you were speaking about recently in Croydon because I know you went to a conference yeah. in, yeah. in Croydon how, how was that and what, what was the talk about what was the general consensus yeah it was good I mean now when I do speaking engagements I'm just mm. sharing my story because I started mm. speaking early this year yeah. so for now it's just my story and then in the future I'll branch out to other ones yeah. to other like yeah talks but for now this is my signature talk mm. if I can say so so yeah it was it was good. Um, I think uh, the first time I shared my story was in church. It was celebrating my 21st birthday last year, actually, yeah. when I shared my full testimony. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to break down. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. But actually, Manta pointed out to me that, you know, whenever you share your story, it's never from a place of pity. It's never mm. from a place of brokenness. You actually share it in an empowering way. Yeah, definitely. Such that it's like, <laughs> thank God, <laughs> honestly. Mm. I was like, what? No way. Mm. So... Yeah, for me that for me it was just nice, like a great confirmation that actually, yeah, you really have been healed and set free. It really comes across in the way you, de- you deliver your message. Mm. So usually the consensus is I get loads of hugs after mm. every talk. People are just like, "Can I hug you?" Mm. But I'm never really like breaking down, crying. Yeah. People are just like, yeah. "Wow, you're strong. We appreciate what you're doing. Keep going. We'll pray for you. All of that." Mm. Oh wow, it's amazing. Um, I, th- I think you were talking recently about um, like being um. I think what was it? I don't know what the statement was. It was about being the right woman. Oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, so you, yeah. you're making a statement about like women wanting the particular type of man, yeah. and um, like asking the question whether they are the right woman mm-hmm. to acquire such a man. Yeah, like what what is happening within the dating room between men and women right now that made you make that statement? <laughs> Do you uh, know what? I'm, I'm gradually just changing the subject now because it, it was a heavy one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to take a breather from. That's fine. It's cool. Yeah. I got you. Um, so I I think a lot of women might not like me for this, but women are 
part of the problem, a big, big part of the problem, mm-hmm. I realized that I screamed men are trash for so long, not yeah. realizing that I was part of the problem. Yeah. I was choosing the trash men. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that women, we we ask so much of men, mm-hmm. but we're not ready to even level up to mm-hmm. get that men that could like give that to us. For example, like I used to scream like, oh, I want somebody like who understands what love is, mm-hmm. but I didn't even understand what love is. I didn't mm-hmm. even know how to love. Mm-hmm. So then how can I ask for what I cannot even give to myself? Yeah. And I just think that before... Essentially, relationships, you attract, relationships are a mirror of you. So you attract what you believe you deserve. Mm. And if you want to attract the best, then you need Mm. to be the best. I love what Pastor Michael Todd said. I don't know if you've heard of him. It's like this, yeah, major uh, preacher from USA. Mm. And he said that a lot of relationship problems, they're a singleness problem because you didn't deal with you when you were single. What you bring to the table, what you bring to the table in relation... uh, Let me rephrase that. When you're single and you're insecure, you don't know how to manage your money, Mm -hmm. that's what you bring to the relationship. So now Mm -hmm. you have all these problems in your relationship because you didn't deal with it when you're single. So a lot of the things that we cry out that, oh, it's relationships, men are trash, men are trash. Now Mm -hmm. it's also you. You didn't do your due diligence because also if you had done your due diligence, you would have known to not choose the man that you chose. so now I don't really scream men are trash as much just Mm. because one I don't attract them anymore and two I'm seeing when I'm doing that to work on myself Mm. so that when I'm ready to date Mm. I can actually go in properly and pick up the ones that are not trash yeah the the men are trash um, slogan or whatever is 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 it's ridiculous in in this in this form anyway because it is it's the assumption that all the issues within a relationship or within any sort of courtship is attributed to the man. Yeah. Like every issue there is 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 because of the man and yeah. and the woman is this um, beautiful thing that's put on a pedestal that can't do anything wrong. That's madness. Yeah. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and um, I was speaking to one of my friends, um, Tolu, and um, I was trying to explain to her the eighty twenty rule. So I was like. When it when the, the okay, right now we live in a deregulated sexual market. Like mm-hmm. it's deregulated. Yeah. There are no laws. Everyone's <laughs> running mad. Everyone's doing absolutely the most with anyone and everyone. Because before it was regulated by family mm-hmm. and also by um, the, the, we didn't have the pill, we didn't have contraceptions. Yeah. So it's like you wouldn't have sex anyway randomly because you fall pregnant or you get someone pregnant. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? There was a re- there was a regulated market. Yeah. Like and most of our partners used to be picked by the village and our families. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the sexual market was before. So it was it was regulated. Yeah. So when when you stripped away the the regulations, it's like okay, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like a scary place of just chaos. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to explain to her the 80-20 rule, which was that like 80% of women go for 20% of men. Because most women want high-performing men. They want high-value men. They want men of high sexual value, which is understandable because like obviously there's biological, there's, there's sociological, there's economical reasons why you want the best at the best. You're not mm-hmm. gonna go for if you can potentially get the best. So what happens then is all the traffic is directed to a small group of men <laughs> yeah. who are dealing with a large group of women. Yeah. So you gotta understand it just becomes a rotation for them. It like mm. for the twenty percent. So if you're talking about trash men, you're not generally talking about the whole spectrum of men, you're talking about a small group of okay. men. So to make it a statement as in it's covering all men yeah. makes no sense. And then to also assume that women are not trash or women are not doing bad because I, I i i always make a statement to um some of my friends i'm like when a man fornicates 
a woman is also fornicating. Mm-hmm. When a man is having sex, a woman is also having sex yeah. if it's a heterosexual relationship. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So he's not doing it on his own. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. so men are not out here cheating on their own. They're out here cheating with another woman who's exactly. also cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the maths doesn't even make sense in the first yeah. place. But obviously because women have always been put on this kind of like sexual pedestal because mm. they're the gatekeepers of sex and men are gatekeepers of marriages and relationships mm. it's just how the game works and it's yeah. just how the trade-off is so it, the maths doesn't even make sense and it is it, further goes to create that divide that we were discussing earlier on it's yeah. like oh now we're battling against each other we really and truly know 80 percent are just battling against these 20 percent yeah there's a group of men out here who are really genuinely good really genuinely hard working but you might not find their sexual value high enough for you to want to go for them and then you leave them out of the discussion in the first place yes. and you're out there trashing the 20 percent or dealing with the 20 percent yeah. who are then now causing you issues yeah you know I, mean? I get you it's it's unfortunate and i can't even lie it hurts me to admit that women play a part in this Everyone, everyone's like, playing a part it's just yeah. like ouch i'm so used to like men <laughs> no men it's all men yeah. but no women we even have to change as well and i think mm. we have to look at the way that we date because just being like a relationship coach mm. um and just looking at the way studying the way i dated as well mm. a lot of us are dating from a place of brokenness mm. like we what is love can you even define what love is for yourself yeah. when i've discovered that when people say i love you a lot of the times it's more like nah it's our brokenness connecting we're connecting based on similar mm. brokenness it's not really love mm. and so you know you're like you're saying you're chasing these 20 percent, but you're not mm. considering the guy who would be good for you but maybe sexually mm. they're not there or financially they're not there mm. But maybe if you actually stripped it all down and you actually healed yourself mm. and learned what love is and learned what a healthy relationship or what a healthy marriage is, mm. then you'd actually see that those 20% mm. probably are not even worth it. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> yeah. to go down to the minority, yeah. like the major, well, the majority, yeah. but... Hard yeah. work, ingenuity. Exactly, yeah. But then because we have set this standard of, you know, it has to be popping, it has to be mm. all of this, all of this, all of that. Mm. Meanwhile, you're broken yourself. That's yeah. why this 20% take advantage of you because mm. they know it they see you it's easy to take advantage yeah. of you going back to what you say you just rotate mm-hmm. rotate it's all on a silver platter for you guys yeah. and then it's all brokenness like when you're saying cheating mm. why people cheat it's just brokenness expressed differently mm. like men express their brokenness through relationships relationships mm. sex 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 all mm-hmm. of that and then women it's also they express their brokenness through also relationships guy after guy after mm. guy and then just trying to hold on to people that are not good for them yeah. but if you would heal yourself then you would realize mm. that actually let me know if, let me rephrase that if you would allow god to heal you yeah <laughs> to, yeah clarify yeah. then you see it from a better light yeah um, so when people come to you for like relationship advice for instance yeah. what, what would you tell them so if they're like oh yeah i'm struggling out here with guys like what was the first thing that you usually told them let's look let's look at you forget <laughs> yeah. the guy yeah. like i had my cousin who was like oh there's this guy you mm. know i'm not sure that and i was like what well, do you even want a relationship to gig with begin mm. with she was like actually i hadn't thought about that yeah yeah why are you giving this guy the power to dictate first of all what what are your standards mm. that's what yeah this was me back in the day i had zero standards yeah. so i allowed any tom dick and harry to do whatever he wanted mm. with me and a lot of us mm. girls do that yeah. you see a guy he's cute you like him yeah. he looks like he can offer sex or money or yeah. you know this influencer lifestyle whatever you desire so mm. you go for it for him without even really actually like checking wait what are my standards mm. Does he match them? Before I even go to personality, what yeah, are my standards? Yeah, yeah. First of all, like, is he a Christian? 
And then before you even look at, is he a Christian or mm. is he God-fearing? Do you even, are you even God-fearing yourself? Do you mm. even have a relationship with God yourself before you go ask for a guy to give you that? Mm. So when, it, when it's relationships, I always say, let's talk about you first. Mm. How do you form relationships? How do you connect? What is love to you? What mm. is your attachment style? What is the relationship with your parents? Like what do they teach you about being a man, being a woman, about being in a relationship? Mm. And then why are you choosing the people that you choose? What are the relationship patterns? And yeah. what does that mean about you? And then how can you go about choosing the right partners for you? Mm. So my relationship coaching is actually nothing to do with who you're with. It's more yourself. Yourself, yeah, yeah. which is the best place to always start. Like, it's always about cleaning your house first exactly. before you go out there trying. It's, 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 and I think one of the things as well that kind of affects us now is like, there's too many options now yeah. and the options are close by and easily accessible whilst before maybe before technology like you would have to go somewhere actively in order yeah. to seek a partner so then the the pool of choice is smaller because yeah. you have to go to maybe like a little club or a bar somewhere mm-hmm. but now you can grab your phone and there's literally millions of girls and millions mm-hmm. of guys with a click or a flick left or right yeah. and you can connect with someone yeah. like that causes a lot of confusion because then like are, are like then things like hypergamy gets heightened because now it's like oh wait hold on oh this one's cute but oh no wait I like this one's hair oh oh wait this one's got the same hair but she's got a cuter nose yeah. oh no this one's got a cuter nose and she got cute feet so it's like it becomes too much because yeah. I mean I, I look at, I look at influencers sometimes here, especially like the, the female ones and I'm like okay this girl's single but she's got 400,000 people following her yeah. 80% are guys yeah i'm sure her dms is popping but why is she single too many options (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean one day is a semi-pro footballer the next day is a pro footballer the next day is the owner of the football club the next day is Mm. the owner of the football club's dad so then it's like where do you stop at do you see what i mean because like the levels keep on moving up and you're under the assumption that you need to always find something bigger and better the grass Mm -hmm. will be supposedly green on the other side and that option as well is hella confusing Mm -hmm. and i i get it because even on a personal level sometimes like when when i'm looking i'm always calculating or measuring up to previous or a potentially something better yeah it's 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 coming along the way and that 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 can cause a lot of problems yeah Uh, definitely definitely but like i agree with you and i see the issue (laughs) but then again it goes back to the individual like we're saying why is she single Mm. It's because what does she value? Yeah. She values the followers. She values the influencer lifestyle. She mm. values going out with rich men. Mm. And then once they're together, they realize like, actually, we're all sexed out now. We've had sex <laughs> yeah. enough times. There's nothing more to do yeah. between me and you. So, mm. okay, screw I'll go find another man that will mm. offer me the same thing. And screw another man that will yeah. offer me the same thing. Yeah. And so it's like, what are you valuing mm. beyond the likes, the influencers, yeah. the rich people? Yeah. And yeah, I think it's very much to do with the... Indi- I'm very much focused on identity and individual mm. because yeah 400,000 followers but it's up to you how you allow them to run you mm. essentially it's up to you who mm. who you let in who you let out who you say no and yes to mm. so as much as I can have this huge platform mm. I have to understand my values my standards Most and then allow that to dictate yeah. everything else because in 50 years from now there's probably going to be something new bigger oh, yeah. better and it's, it's, it's going to be like um how was it hologram exactly. like you be your house so scary. and all these babes are in front of you you're like oh what do i do now like the goalpost will always be shifting yeah. but if you know who you are and you remain strong in that yeah. that's the and main values thing values are key i mean yeah. i think the most important part that i think i got from what you're saying is the value thing and you obviously um being a christian getting mm-hmm. your values from um from god is yeah. is key because it grounds you it keeps you solid and it is something that enables 
enables you to make solid decisions and stick by them and not be flimsy yeah. and just go with the flow. But when you don't have those values, whether it's from your household, whether it's from seeing relationship mm-hmm. between your parents or like whoever raised you or your family members then it becomes very difficult because you don't have any solid values to go by and then you're led into this world full of like options and and different ideologies and beliefs and things get thrown at you of course you're going to be confused of course you're going to be out here just going crazy but at the end of the day like if you really want to live life and do it properly and go by a way that doesn't end up putting you like traumatic situations you gotta remember that you got or even if you go through the traumatic situations you know that you're able to come out stronger and better yeah most definitely um you you you, as i've been consuming your content you've actually got a view which is quite similar to mine so i used to you have an interesting view on um, the law of attraction. Um, oh, we're yeah. going to touch base on that. So a couple of years back, yeah. I, I, I watched the, um, the, the, the documentary, The Secret. Yeah. And I was so gassed. I watched it. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to like, I'm going to sit here and envision a billion pounds and I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I don't know where the billion pounds is going to come from, but it's just going to turn up. And and I I was sold by it. I even bought the books for all my boys. I bought like about six copies. They're probably going to be laughing at this right now. (laughs) I bought about six copies. I gave them the book. I was like, guys, you'll have to read this. Law of Attraction, The Secret. It's sick, Mm. it's sick, it's sick. But um, as I started reading more, becoming more of a critical thinker, I get the premise of it. It is, 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 fine-tuning your mind to be very direct and focus-driven mm-hmm. towards what you want. But you have to. But eventually, you're going to have to work towards it. Yep. So I was watching one of your videos, and you said something. I was like, oh, this is the first time I've heard someone say something which, I'm, which, which is in line with what I've been thinking in regards to this law of attraction. So mm-hmm. what, what was your thoughts so that the people can know what you think about the law of yeah, attraction? So can you explain the law of attraction first so they get okay. it from your perspective? Yeah, so essentially, the law of attraction is... Whatever you want, whatever you desire in mm-hmm. life, if you just think it, believe it, ask yeah. the universe for it, it is it yours. It. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Done. I mean, some of them do say like, yeah, you have to do work, but they put a lot of emphasis. Mm. Think it, believe it, ask yeah. the universe. Yeah. It's done. And so, yeah, it was a great idea, right? When you first listen to it, it's like, oh, oh. so was it, how, how, Okay, so let me ask you, before we go into your... Uh, when you first watched it, what, what did you think? I, I first watched it like years ago and I was like, okay, mm. yeah, like I was on it. Yeah. I spent time Did imagining you my... Board? <laughs> you know, I, I had one. You spent yeah. time thinking about, dreaming about this life that you yeah. want. Mm. And then I rewatched it recently because I'd just been growing in my faith and I rewatched mm. it recently. That's how I created that video. I was like, nah, yeah. nah, this is not it. Yeah. Um. So there's this new, like this new age spiritualism of the universe mm. referring to the universe as God. Yes. So before you... That's, that's a super interesting so i realized that a lot of people are trying to lose their faith in god as a mm-hmm. creator or who, who doesn't who don't like the idea of god they, they now go into this whole thing about spirituality yeah and i i get it like okay you you might think religion is outdated you might think god is outdated but you're basically rebranding God. Exactly. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are actually deep down on looking for God. Definitely. Just going about it yeah. the different ways. A trendy ways. way, which is acceptable. Because now saying you're a Christian or saying you believe in God is like, oh, you're one of them. You're from mm-hmm. the Stone Ages. Like, oh, but you're a spiritualist. Yeah, yeah you believe exactly. in the same. Oh, you believe in the universe. You believe in plants. Mm. Okay. You're basically creating that as your God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even sense, like yeah. being a life coach and starting to see like that industry is full of 
like healers, life coach healers, but yeah. it's all like crystals, reiki. It's all rebranding. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where this like, chain and like all evil energy is going to like disappear from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're it's talking the about devil. the same demons in African churches where they're screaming and shouting. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The devil knows what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah. That's why the Bible goes back mm. to knowledge. Like we mm. perish for lack of knowledge. Mm. So it's like, first of all, the universe was created. Mm. So how can you look at it as... God, mm. you have to look at the person who created it. Mm. What what does the universe know? You and I as human mm. beings, we are more powerful than the universe. Mm. Like besides God, we are the most powerful thing to mm. ever exist on, on this earth. Mm. So how can you look to the universe, mm. a creation, mm. to give you what you want? And then it's what I realized it's literally the Bible, just like twisted, just different words replaced. Instead mm. of saying ask God, they'll say ask the universe. Yeah. Or even Thank like the but, universe. Yeah. Even like believe, mm. God says like pray and believe that you receive it. Mm. They say or oh, pray to the universe and believe that you receive it. Mm. And it talks about just thinking that, just in visualize it. And mm. like yeah, that's important. Like thinking and visualizing, seeing it in your mind. Yes, mm. it's important to have a vision. Mm. But then they just kind of say like that's that's where that's where it ends. Mm. Like just thinking and it's yours. What I realized is it's all tied in with selfishness. Mm. If you want money, if you want a car, you want a big house, mm. whatever you want to travel all over the world, whatever you want mm. will come to pass. And it's like where is the love thy neighbor in it? Mm. Where is the serve thy neighbor? Where does it come in? It's all about mm. me, 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 you, you, yeah. you, you, and no God at all, or even love for other people in it. Yeah. Is, is, is a strange one and um, I, 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 f- I fell into the trap for a while mm. for a solid while like even in my parents house like where, where the room I was in like I was my bed was like up against like a, a wardrobe and then I had like everything stuck on the wall like yeah. in terms of my vision board and stuff like that and I was just like envisioning it very hard very hard like eyes closed deeply envisioning it hoping wow. that it would just turn up <laughs> like I was on it but the thing is I've, I've always been very self-motivated anyway mm. and what, what can happen is that sometimes when you're self-motivated and you achieve stuff you can attribute it to that vision and yes. it's like okay now I've got a house now I've got that which I envisioned for but really and truly it was your work ethic yeah. so I think if there was a twist there and be like okay develop find ways of um, empowering people to develop their work ethic and mm. truly understand like yeah. how to go about achieving what they want to achieve by yeah. setting set goals and and pushing for those goals yeah. and having day-to-day tasks that brings you closer to your goals then that's completely different to yeah. just sitting at home and wishing for something to happen because yeah. that's nothing's ever going to come of it if you're not going to go out there and no, put exactly. in the work yeah. even the bible because you're a fool if you're lazy and yeah. you're just staying at home so yeah definitely Definitely. What, what what you got next coming up? What's what's next on your agenda oh for the end of this year and 2020? Like, yes. what, what's your plans? Um. Uh, so to, at the end of November, actually, I have a speaking mm. engagement, which I'm really excited about because it's specifically an event for people that have been sexually abused mm. or those that support that those that have been abused. Mm. If you just want to know what are the signs that someone has been abused, mm. and this is probably like I would have to say like one of my favorite events ever just because i needed that Mm. when i was a kid i know like if there was such an event if i knew of such an event Mm. like oh my gosh it would have put me like miles ahead Mm. and i just know how much it would mean to other people as well so that's one thing i'm looking forward to it's on the 30th of november okay where is it um it's in croydon it's called bear uh the foundation is called bear and this particular i'll put the details down in the description as well thank you Um, and then 2020, I'm spending December just trying to strategize mm. for 2020, get more speaking engagements, mm. get back on YouTube, you know, mm. yeah, regular YouTuber, yeah. <laughs> um, and grow my life coaching business yeah. and 
go back to Zimbabwe as well to mm. see all these children that were blessing. And yeah. a part of Refinite Foundation is distributing pads, mm. menstrual pads. So I want to go there mm. and also do that. I want the first time we do it for yeah. me to actually be there. So that's one thing I'll be working on as well. Mm. Another thing I want to introduce is paying for counselling for uh, people that have been abused, sexually abused mm. in Zimbabwe. Because in, in Zim, like once you get paid mm. you're looking at rent and groceries and f- school fees and yeah. then that's it that's yeah. your money gone but being around my family where especially last year where i opened up about my about my struggles mm. and my family was able to see like oh wow like this trauma mental mm. health thing is a real and true thing but they can't do nothing about it because they can't afford to yeah. so i was like okay let me start an initiative where then refunded foundation sponsors their counseling because i know how much they need it yeah so that's one of the things that i'll be um working towards as well in terms of 2020 amazing sanda it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today and Thank you um, so much. i mean I, I i commend you for coming out and sharing your story and i think you're an incredibly incredibly strong woman you're stronger than i am because <laughs> <laughs> if i was in that type of situation i don't know how it turn out do you know what i mean and yeah. um to see you blossom and shine and go out there and engage with people and tell them your story directly and encourage them to come out um, if they have similar stories and, and finding ways of helping them heal is incredibly commendable and it's amazing and I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story I mean we, we're definitely going to catch up again I always say that yes. to all my guests because I, I love keeping contact and love understanding and keeping track of their journey and mm. where they're going anywhere me shape or form that I can help I'm always willing to help as well I, I'm, I told you I'm going I'm to sponsor the yes. kids now I'm definitely going on the yes. website so so I'll definitely want you to send me the details regarding yeah. the website and the donation for all of that. I'm going to support you. And yeah, thank you for coming on. Let's thank you so much you for having me. catch up again. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Wow. That was amazing. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, like, I like how you do it. Like, you're so...